Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, two of our readings today, the first reading and the gospel, are about prophets and prophecy. Now, I realize that most lay people, when they hear prophets, prophecy, sit back and probably allow their eyes to glaze over. I mean, that's something for the priests and the bishops to worry about. They're the modern-day prophets. I don't have that responsibility of speaking God's truth. Well, think again. Vatican II emphasized the universal call to holiness rooted in the dynamics of baptism. I know I've said to you before, it's one of the great unrealized dreams of Vatican II. We're all called to be holy because we're all rooted in baptism. Every baptized person, that means probably most people listen to me, are conformed unto Christ, priest, prophet, and king. All of you. Not just the formally ordained priests and bishops. All of you baptized are priests, prophets, and kings. How are you a priest? Well, every time you come to Mass, every time you assist at the liturgy, every time you worship God, you are acting according to your priestly office. You're sacrificing, participating in the sacrifice of Christ. Whenever you instruct one of your kids in the faith, whenever you guide them in the spiritual life, whenever you help them discern their mission, you are acting according to your kingly office. You are shepherding part of the body of Christ. And all of you baptized are called to exercise the prophetic office. Now, it doesn't mean predicting the future. I think some people have that special charism. But prophecy means speaking God's truth. You all got that responsibility in your own way, according to your own talents. So we all have to listen to these readings that tell us about prophecy. I think from Ezekiel and from St. Mark, we can distill three great principles about prophecy. Here's the first one. The prophetic word is not your own, but rather comes from the revealing God. Let me read to you now from this passage from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. As the Lord spoke to me, the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the one who was speaking to me say, Well, that's it. The Spirit of God lifts you up. The Spirit of God sets you on your feet and gives you what you are to say. This truly prophetic word, does not come, therefore, from your own ruminations. 
your own spiritual meditations, however valuable and correct they might be. Further, if you walk into your average bookstore, you'll see an enormous number of books on the spiritual life, on spirituality. These, too, will be of varying degrees of quality and insight and truthfulness. Some might be quite excellent. But they don't contain the prophetic word. The prophetic word comes from the revealing God. Further, you might love Shakespeare, Dante, John Donne, even Maya Angelou. You might find their words inspiring, uplifting, truthful. But let's face it, we're not tempted after reading even one of Shakespeare's beautiful soliloquies to say, this is the word of the Lord. We might read the great literature of the world religions, and we might find them inspiring, beautiful, true to some degree. But still, we're not tempted to say, after reading from the Bhagavad Gita, for example, this is the word of the Lord. No, no. The prophetic word is not our own, not something that comes from generic spirituality, not something that comes from any and all of the religions of the world. Rather, it comes from the revealing God who speaks his word to us biblically. Right now, you're hearing my words. I'm speaking, I hope, a word of prophetic truth. What I'm not doing is sharing with you my private opinions on politics and culture or even religion. If I were, I'm just sharing my private views, if I were, you should give me as much attention and credibility as you would to someone at a cocktail party. You know, you hear someone sharing his opinions. Okay, yeah, I guess that's interesting. If that's all I'm doing, that's all the credibility you should give me. But I'm striving to preach the biblical word, the word of the revealing God, the word that comes from the Spirit that sets me on my feet and tells me what to say. That's the mark of the prophetic word. A piece of advice to all you prophets, learn the Bible. We Catholics aren't very good at the Bible, tell you the truth. Even though Vatican II, another of its unrealized dreams, by the way, Vatican II called us to a revival of biblical study. But I still think the Bible is a foreign land to many Catholics. Get a Bible. Read it. Read it daily. Study it. Pray with it. Sign up for a good Bible study program. Buy a good, reliable commentary. Listen attentively at Mass when the Bible is read. That's the only way we're going to hear the word of the revealing God. Speaking that word is what prophecy is about. Second basic principle we can derive from these readings. You will be sent on a difficult mission. You prophets, all of you, baptized people, you'll be sent on a difficult mission. Listen now to Ezekiel. Son of man, 
I am sending you to the Israelites, rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have revolted against me to this very day. They are hard of face and obstinate of heart. And they are the ones to whom I am sending you. Huh. It won't be an easy assignment, a prophetic assignment. If you're preaching the word is easy, it's probably not the prophetic word that you're speaking. Listen, one of the implications of the doctrine of original sin is that people will be resistant to God's authentic word. Original sin teaches us that everything in us is compromised. Our moral capacity, yes, but also our intellectual capacities, our perceptive capacities. Everything in us is compromised by sin. Therefore, when someone tickles your ears, someone tells you what you want to hear, you'll respond readily. When someone speaks in a way that compliments, flatters his audience, they will come out in droves to hear him. But when you speak the authentic word of God, expect opposition. Expect rebellion. When you speak not a fashionable, hearer-friendly message, expect them to harden their hearts. Listen, the gospel tells us today that Jesus was in no uncertain terms opposed. When he went to his hometown and preached, they said to him the equivalent of, who do you think you are? I mean, we know you. We know your mother and your father. We know your, your family. Where'd you get all this knowledge? Who are you to be telling us what to say and do? Ezekiel is sent to Israel. His own people. God's chosen people. But Israel's a house that's fallen into rebellion. Christians, who's the new Israel? The church. The church is the new Israel. Whom are we sent to, we prophets? I would say, first and foremost, before we prophesy to the other great religions, before we prophesy to Protestant Christians, I think we are sent to our own house, to the house of Israel, which is the church. There are, as I've said before to you, many people who have fallen away from full participation in the life of the church. Roughly 30% of baptized Catholics come to Mass on a regular basis. That means 70% stay away on a regular basis. It's not enough to say, well, I go to Mass. I have my kids educated in the faith. I strive to live a good life. That's all good. It's not enough, though. Because you've been sent as a prophet to the house of Israel. You've been sent to speak God's truth and to encourage those who have fallen away from that full involvement in the life of the faith. Did it ever occur to you, fellow prophets, that God wants to bring someone back and that he's chosen you to be his instrument? Does that person come back to the faith? Maybe not, 
because you and I refused our prophetic office. You and I didn't raise that challenging word. We didn't encourage at the right moment. We were afraid of rejection. So that second principle, you've been sent on a difficult mission. Okay, that's the way it goes. Finally, a third lesson. You are called as a prophet not to be successful, but to be faithful. Listen again to Ezekiel. You shall say to them, thus says the Lord God, and whether they heed or resist, they shall know that a prophet has been among them. In other words, you can't measure the success of your prophecy by numbers. You can't measure it by how many have acquiesced, how many have agreed with you, how many have come behind you. Whether they heed or resist, you are called to be faithful. There are a lot of preachers on the scene today. I won't name them, but you know probably who they are, who are very successful. People come out in droves by the thousands, tens of thousands to hear them. That's no gauge of success. In fact, just the opposite. More likely, as I say, those who tickle the ears of their audience will be successful. Your job as a prophet is to speak God's truth in season and out, whether they like you or not, whether they heed or not. Your job is to stand and speak in such a way that people are likely to say, there's a prophet in our midst. They might abide your word, by the way, years later in a way that you will never know. That doesn't matter. But they shall know that a prophet has been in their midst. Speak that truth, and God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.